The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 151. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with Chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with what is the second part of what is commonly known as Paul's first missionary journey. It's really Barnabas and Paul's first missionary journey. And the Bible doesn't tell us more about Barnabas's journeys, and therefore it received the title that it does in common usage. Acts 14 starts this way. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their mind against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among the Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them, but they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country, where they continued to preach the good news. At this point, Paul and Barnabas have hit what is now Turkey and the southern coast of Turkey and there in what is at that time the province of Asia or Asia Minor. And they're continuing, as we saw in the last chapter, to speak first in the synagogue to those who are Jewish and then basically building a church around first those Jewish believers and then the Gentile believers. And, and Iconium is a very similar pattern that we see where they speak they're heard, they're received, they're rejected, and then there is a threat of violence and they move on. And that is what happens here. And the other thing that we do get here is that they are given the power by the Holy Spirit to perform miraculous signs and wonders. And this is a pattern that we will see repeated. And so let's go on. In Lystra and Derby. In Lystra there was a man crippled in his feet who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they call Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Men, why are you doing this? We too are only men, human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. And so there's this miracle that they do here that Paul does in Lystra and this interesting response. They have just 
come from Iconium, where there was a plot to stone them. And in this town, they are proclaimed as gods because of the power that is demonstrated through them that is given to them by the Holy Spirit. They have a hard time getting these people to believe that they're just people and getting them not to sacrifice to them. Very interesting to see. Very different at first here, and then we'll go on here in a second to see that some things are the same and some things are different. And they tell us a little bit about what they're preaching here, because we haven't heard too much about it. And they talk about the living God. They talk about a God who is different from these gods that they have been worshiping, different from the idols, different from the statues of gods, different from the pantheon of gods that they would be worshiping. And there's an interesting phrase they say, he's shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. There are places in the Bible where it talks about The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And we sometimes, as those of us who are not agrarian, think of that as bad news happens to those who are good and those who are bad also. But the opposite is true, that written to an agrarian people, it means that God blesses those who know him as well as blesses those who don't, because rain is a blessing. Rain means crops, crops mean food. And so they say that God has shown his kindness to them, that he has been testifying to them himself through what he has done. And then things turn bad because we get this. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day he and Barnabas left for Derbe. When Paul tells the story of himself in Corinthians, he talks about this incident as he relates the number of times his life has been put in peril because of the gospel. I appreciated this verse in light of a sermon that was preached by one of our two pastors this Sunday, talking about the baptism of Jesus and then talking about baptism being a dangerous thing. Paul is given over to the gospel. Paul is dedicated to what he is doing to the point at which he is stoned and left for dead and he gets up and goes about his ministry. Paul has sold out to the gospel. It is the most important thing in his life. This is something that Paul has dedicated his life to. And this is not the only time that he will suffer for that gospel. Interesting to see, though, how quickly the crowd shifted from ready to fall down and worship them to now ready to leave them for dead. This is still the same person who they saw healed a crippled man. This is still someone who showed power to them that they have never seen before. What was it that turned the crowd against them? You have to wonder. And then the chapter finishes this way. They preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord, in whom they had put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came into Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Adalia. From Adalia they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. 
And so this particular portion of the chapter wraps up this first journey. And first they backtrack. They go back to the cities that they have been at because they need to make sure that the churches there are doing well. And remember that in sometimes they left in a hurry. They left because they'd been left for dead and stoned. They left because there were threat of being stoned. So they, they had to go back and make sure that these churches are well established. And so they go back, they teach again, they encourage. This time they're not doing missionary work. They're not preaching to the people. They're preaching within the churches, which gives them a little more freedom from the crowds. And it gives them a chance to really focus in on the church and to make sure that it is strengthened. They appoint elders to make sure that the church has leaders. And they do everything with prayer and fasting. They're trying to make sure that they are following the direction of the Lord because they are committed to the Lord and to the gospel. And when they get back to Antioch, they report what they've done because they are apostles. They are sent out. They are sent out from the church to do the work of the church. And so it is important that when they come back, they report back to those who sent them and tell them what has happened. And what they tell them is that God has been faithful. What they're doing is difficult. They will suffer hardship, but God has been faithful and has bringing forth a harvest. There are those who have come to believe, and there are churches now where there were none before. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. Remember, if you're interested, you can go find the iPhone app for the Bible Study Podcast on iTunes if you want to find a different way of getting this onto your iPhone, for those of you who are iPhone users. And if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to drop me an email at host at com or leave a comment on the website, thebiblestudypodcast.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.